Tony and Mac, Mac show. We are live. So what do you want to start out with today, Tony? There's so many avenues we can go down. You think we should just get right into NFL free agency? No, actually, I want to get into some uh, uh, March Madness here because <clears throat> the, the first round was excellent. Great games. Second round starts today. I've, I've, I've actually have um, um, UNC against Baylor right now. UNC is leading them early on in, in the first half. What's your bracket like to well, win it all? I don't do brackets. Yeah, neither do I. I think it's a waste of time. Yeah, too much unneeded stress. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Nonsense. But I want to check out the rep, the second round games today because let's see. Hmm. Yep. So right now, the only game on is UNC against Baylor, and UNC is up by eight with 7-12 left in the first half. Um, today at 2.40 p.m., you got Creighton, a Big East team, facing Kansas. So that's a nine facing a one. So I think Kansas probably has that game in the bag. But, hey, I thought that Baylor had this game in the bag already, but they're down by eight. But you, you, UNC's got, got a pretty good team. So tonight, tonight at 6 o'clock, Richmond taking on number taking on fourth-seeded Providence. So another, another Big East team. And the Big East is like the, um, the um, uh, SEC or, or Pac-12 in, like, in, in like college football. They always have at least like, like, like five or six teams in, in the, in the um, tournament. And usually it's like the same teams every year, you know, a Villanova, you know, maybe a Villanova, Creighton, Providence, um, C and Hall. Um, I think I'm forgetting somebody. If Villanova, Creighton, Providence, C and Hall. Um, am I forgetting another team for the Big East? St. John's. St. John. Well, St. John's never makes it. No. They made they made the first four once when when we were there. And it was against Arizona State and they got wrecked. It was it was it was the freaking play in. It was the first four. And I, I remember watching that game too, and it was just just so frustrating. But the Big East Always has oh I guess and um uh, UConn too because UConn is um is Big East they made the tournament but but they but they were uh, they were um, knocked out a couple days ago so they're no longer in it so we got Richmond and Providence um, tomorrow night at seven 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 forty five a pretty good one here Miami the Hurricanes taking on Auburn which I mean Auburn Auburn gave a nice shellacking to um, Jacksonville State. I thought that Jacksonville State was was putting up a fight in the early parts of that game yesterday, but with great programs, dude. Once they get once they get on a hot run, it, they they can't be stopped. No, cannot be stopped at all. So Auburn and Miami tomorrow night. Also tomorrow night, Iowa State in eleven seed taking on taking on the the um, three seeded um, Wisconsin, who. Just got by Colgate yesterday. A fourteen, they they the 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 fourteen seeded Colgate 
lost by seven to Wisconsin. So that was fairly close. And Iowa State pretty much upset LSU because it was a um, 11 beating a six. So you could say it's kind of a e- even matchup considering how their first round games went. So that should be a fun one. These are all fun games. Um, tomorrow, a Sunday night, late night, a 9.40 p.m. game on a Sunday night. Oh, my goodness. TCU against number one, number one seeded Arizona. I think that they just look at that and go like, yeah, this team's getting waxed. You know, Arizona won by 17 over Wright State. Arizona has always been a stalwart in, in the NCAA tournament. You remember, dude, that's um, uh, DeAndre Ayton school, Arizona. So that's going to be tomorrow at 9.40. Tomorrow afternoon, 12.10, we have Houston and, and Illinois. That, that's a five taking on a four. Um, it, Illinois squeaked by Chattanooga, dude. 54-53. It was a Chattanooga came in as a, as a, a 13 seed, and they lost by one. So, you know, you can give a whole, you could, so maybe a win like that by one point should boost, should boost momentum. I mean, Illinois is the, is the higher seed here, a five, a four ticking on a five. So that's tomorrow afternoon. Um, some of today's games here, here's a game for, for today. This one, this one should be really fun. Today at five at five fifteen, Jawan Howard's Michigan Wolverines, who pulled off a pretty nice upset against um, Colorado State, taking on the number three seeded Tennessee. Who, my goodness, shellacked Longwood, eighty eight to fifty six in the first round. Talk about talk about having your fifteen minutes of fame, Longwood just to take on a Tennessee team that's red hot and they just, and they just smacked them upside the head. So Jawan Howard looking to continue his, his, his journey through the big dance have to get through Tennessee. I'm somewhat rooting for, for Jawan Howard because of what happened with the, uh, every, <laughs> with that fight that took place in the, um, uh, in the um, conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Jawan guy got, got really a bad rep too. Like and he got suspended, got suspended. It, the people made m- much a big thing out of nothing. Please, Jawan Howard is Michigan royalty. Any member of that of that um, of that Fab Five is just like they are just gods over there. So I'm hoping that you know I I, I don't I don't think they'll beat Tennessee, but if if if, if Michigan keeps it close, you're talking about a possible classic game here, trying to get into the Sweet 16. So that is today, this 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 upcoming evening, 5:15 tomorrow at 2:40. Ohio State taking on Villanova. Um, guess all, all you can really say is that. If you're a St. John's fan, I mean, you're pretty much rooting hard for for, for um, Ohio State here. 
It's a two taking on a seven. Villanova beat Delaware E to 60. So they, so they 20 balled them. Um, and Ohio State beat Loyola Chicago, the once Cinderella team, Loyola Chicago, from a couple of years back. Um, so, again, you're probably going to get Villanova back in the uh, Sweet 16 unless Ohio State pulls off, pulls off a pretty nice upset here. Tonight at 7-10, um, St. Mary's is taking on the Trojans of UCLA. I've always kind of liked UCLA being in the uh, tournament. You know why? Because, like, I always think of, like, John Wooden. and Lonzo uh, Ball. Lonzo Ball. I was, I was thinking more of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> one of the best basketball players to ever walk the earth, you know? Like, you think about, like, just perennial success in college sports. You think of UCLA in basketball. Ten, uh, what, what, what is John Wynn, a, a ten-time champion or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, unreal, unreal. That's like that's on like Yankees, Cowboys, well, Yankees, Patriots, Steelers, Celtics, Lakers, like type. M- Montreal, K- K- Canadiens in, in the in the NHL. It's unprecedented stuff. So I always just sort of pull for UCLA because I like that traditional success. Now they haven't won in a, in a long time, but they've certainly been in the picture. I think they made it to the final four last year, if I'm not mistaken. So they're always there. I'm happy that that program has not really taken them, taken a nosedive. They're always keeping it up. So let's see how they do against St. Mary's tonight. Of course, the UNC Baylor game is still going on. Um, UNC is leading 33 to 24 with three and a half minutes left in the first half. That would be a pretty nice upset, dude, because that would be the number one, the number one seeded Baylor getting knocked out in, in the second round. You know, they're then they are the defending national champions, might I add. So and this is also the first year that UNC is is in the tournament is in the tournament without the great Roy Williams as their head coach. So I, I forget their, their new coach's name. Um, would you want to look that up for me, please? Got you. Yeah. Um, talk about like, you would think that like, if you're replacing a Hall Hubert of Fame Davis. head coach, what's his name? Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. You would think that like, you're replacing a Hall of Fame head coach that you're going to like, you know, have you're going to kind of take a step back in your program. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They finished the year 25 and nine. Like they just kept rolling, man. But that's what those, but that's what those type of programs do. They sustain success. It's all about recruiting. They can, they can recruit with the best of them. Tonight, this is a huge one here, dude. Tonight it's at 7.45 on CBS for all the Jersey people, even like for the Connecticut people. Like this is like local tri-state area stuff here. From, from Jersey City, New Jersey, St. Peter's, who knocked off the number two seed Kentucky, probably the biggest upset so far in this tournament. 
is going up against Murray State, who just got by San Francisco 92 to 87. It's once again a pretty big mismatch with St. Peter's being a 15 seed and Murray State being a seven. But we've seen these stories before. Can this team make it to the Sweet 16? Because then, then if you make it to the Sweet 16, then you can dream a little bit. You can dream. You could put a label on this team as, yes, this was one of those special teams that you're rooting for the ride. Because the first round is great, obviously, because you knocked off a powerhouse, you know, Calipari's Wildcats, that stuff of legend right there. It's really one of the biggest upsets in the history of, of college basketball. If you look at the if you looked at the strength of that Kentucky team, they were fully stacked. Because mind you, when UMBC beat Virginia the only the only time in history that a number 16 seed beat a number one Virginia did not have DeAndre Hunter who was their best player essentially Kentucky had no excuse they had a full they had a full roster and St. Peter's took it to them man and this 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 is probably going to be one of those games where you know, you look, you look at the team names and you're like, oh, Mur- Murray State. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, that's where like John Morant went. But like, it's not like a Duke. It's not a UNC. It's not a Baylor. But there's but there's intrigue here because this could be the game where we're going to see whether St. Peter's is really going to be the team that we will be resoundingly rooting for here. So I'm looking forward to that. Not to mention the fact, like I said, like they are a local team, Jersey City, New Jersey. Not many people really give Jersey a lot of credit for how they recruit basketball players. New Jersey has one has one of the best high school basketball scenes in the country. And that's how they're able to get these guys to be recruited to schools like St. Peter's. And then you get results like this. So I can't wait for that game tonight. So how many games I have left here? About a couple left. So tomorrow at 840, Texas against against Purdue. Purdue took it to Yale. You know, you're facing the Ivy League champion. <laughs> it was a 14 take taking on a three. Um, and Texas beat Virginia Tech. So that's going to be tomorrow at 840. Um Tomorrow, also seven ten, Notre Dame, the the eleven seated Notre Dame taking on Texas Tech. Now Notre Dame, coming from the first four, is in the second round. They beat the six seated Alabama seventy eight to sixty four, and also kind of sucky too that they beat that they beat Rutgers. Just yeah. that, just that local bias there. Um, Texas Tech. You know, they they took it to uh, Montana State, 97 to 62, 97 to 97 points. Damn. I'll always think of of um, Patrick Mahomes uh, uh, when I think of Texas Tech. So 
So that's tomorrow night, Notre Dame and Texas Tech. Here's where, here is the big name, dude. Here's the matchup. Here is the sort of Sunday primetime, per se. The 5-15 game tomorrow. Michigan State against Coach K's Duke. Coach K against Tom Izzo. Now, Duke had a pretty easy time against Cal State Fullerton, 78-61, which you expected. Michigan State just got by Davidson, 74-73. to If you don't know Davidson, I believe that that is the college that, that Steph Curry went to, Davidson. That's right. Or am I wrong? Am I, am I right? I, yeah. So now you're talking about the powerhouses, man. Now this is, um, this is the name brand, Tom Izzo and Coach K. Now, this is Coach K's last tournament. He is retiring after this season. Is Tom Izzo going to be the one to end him? Because I'll tell you this, if Duke wins this game, I mean, if Texas Tech gets by Notre Dame, which you would expect, it would be Duke versus Texas Tech, which is a two versus a three. It would still be tough. And their road to the Elite Eight would have to run through Oh, no, their run to the um, uh, to the um, final four may have to involve Gonzaga. And that's, you know, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really, really hard. That's why you can't really judge pro teams really in the um, in the um, first round because they're because they're they're playing bottom feeders. You know. So if all things go as planned for Coach K, he's gonna he's playing Michigan State. Then he'll probably have to play Texas Tech. Then he'll probably have to have to, he'll probably have to play Gonzaga in the Elite Eight to get to the to get to the Final Four. It's really it's a very tough track. It's rough and rugged. But Duke is a program that is that is made for these 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 moments and coach K has <laughs> taken up the challenge against adversity thousands of times in his career. Can he do it one last time? Well, it'll be, it'll be a really big story here. And all, and then finally the last two games uh, tomorrow night at nine 40, again, a nine 40 game on Sunday night. Memphis taking on taking on Gonzaga, and then today, tonight I should say eight forty, New Mexico State against Arkansas. So that's how things have been rolling so far. I've been loving the tournament. Now checking the score again. UNC is pulling away, dude, against Baylor right now. I should really just turn around right here. <laughs> 42 to 28 with, with 0.3 seconds left. Actually, Baylor was shooting free throws. 42 to 29. And that's halftime. Wow. 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 
Wow. Pulling away, like you said. Pulling away here. Man. I mean, a 13-point lead. I mean, you, we, we could say it's pulling away, but Baylor has but Baylor has a great has a great scoring squad, so it's not over yet. But it, it's looking to be it's looking to be like the like the Tar Heels day here, man. Wouldn't be surprised if they come away with the win. Now, be honest with me, you're not really into into college basketball, right? No, not really. <laughs> I'm more of a pros guy. Yeah, you don't do college sports? No, not really. It's all hype. I never buy into the hype. Really? Yeah, because you know why? I, I think I follow college football a little closer because the odds are, are of some of the star players on those teams in college football, the odds are high that the Jets could pick one up in any of the rounds. Basketball, give me a break. Knicks are never going to get any star talent. <laughs> R.J. Barrett well, was a unicorn. Well, mind you, the NBA, I think, is all about the first eight picks. And even that's even stretching it. Because if you really want to go by the law of averages, I think it's I, I think it's the I think it's the top four. I agree. That really that you really start to like look at. And you know what? You have second round picks that have that that have that have made a big, you know, you're 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 always gonna have those those lucky picks later in, in, in the draft. But if you want to talk about the actual star talent, just look at the top four. And <laughs> <laughs> which the Knicks will be excluded from the top four no matter what each time, even though if they have the, the worst record in the league, they'll figure out a way to fix it so the Knicks don't get in that top pick range. I want to ask you about Tom Thibodeau coming back. Ugh. I mean, the Knicks did win last night. The Knicks have been putting up, have been putting up some wins here. Yeah, because you know why? Because Thibodeau and all these players on this team want to save their asses. That's why. Fournier, Randall, all these guys, they're trying to save their asses for next season. And you know what? Ship them out. Ship them out. If there's trades that come along, just make these trades. Because I'm not going to go through another disappointing season as a Knicks fan. I refuse to do it. Especially led lit. by Randall. And low scoring that game last night too, man. RJ Barrett and Julius Randle had had the most points at, at eighteen. Yeah, they didn't even get into the twenties range. No, Mitchell Robinson had had fifteen points. Evan Fournier fifteen points. I saw somebody on Facebook write like, no, I think it was Twitter say like, say like, it's like Evan Fournier was a great signing. He's exactly what us he's he is performing exactly as the Knicks expect them to perform give me a break I mean if you look at it from that perspective he's really not wrong I mean with the performance side but great signing I don't know about great signing it's you're, you're trying to find positives with, with, with this team he has been playing the kids more ish I mean Alec Burke still got 28 minutes like He's not a true point guard. They got to stop. Obi Toppin had nine minutes yesterday. Like what? I think I mean, that they're going to, to be honest, man, I, there's no productivity there. Tom Thibodeau doesn't even play him. Just trade him. Just, just trade him. Might as well trade him. Because I really haven't seen much from his game. There'll be certain games. He'll have, he'll put up some points. You'll see some promising play, but then uh, there's games that he'll miss wide open three pointers. It's just, 
I don't know. I'm ready to move on from Toppin. Maybe it's because Thibodeau doesn't see anything in him, but I'm not a big Thibodeau guy. I'm ready for him to go. I wasn't happy when I heard the news that they were going to be extending him until next year. No. I wasn't at all. And give me a break with R.J. Barrett saying that he's a great coach. It is unbelievable. You're saying like about Top Thibodeau? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing about Thibodeau is, I like I've always said, he's he is exactly what he is. I don't think per se that he's a bad coach. I think that he just coaches to his own style. And I think he makes terrible decisions. Like when you're not playing the rookies and when you're not playing Cam Reddish and when Cam Reddish is balling out in a game, you take Evan Fournier out. You, you take him out for Evan Fournier and Evan Fournier starts airballing threes. Can't have that. Sorry. No. Sorry, Tibbs. Got to go. So did Kemba, so, so Kemba got cut, right? Or is he still on the team? They, they agreed. Remember, they mutually agreed that Kemba Walker would sit out for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. So he's so we see. Does he still have a, a roster spot? I mean, he's still on the roster, but he's not he's not going to come back next year. Uh, oh, what a disaster that was. That goes down as probably one of the worst trades the Knicks have ever made. And you know what? I gave him credit for actually trying and making that trade and seeing if something would work out of it. Because I thought the Knicks would an upgrade with Kemba over Alfred Payton. You'd think the Knicks would go further than they did last year. Problem is, was that Kemba was just a dead player. He was a net negative. He had no, he didn't really give much. He had, he had some games where he was, where he was balling. But in terms of a sustained point guard, it, it wasn't going to work. No. And D no, Rose, is, that's looking like a terrible signing. And I, I, I had my doubts about that when they signed him that three-year extension. I wasn't in favor of that because we knew what was going to happen. He's barely played this year. Yeah, he got <laughs> that one injury. Like, that's what crippled the whole team. You're right. Because he was the one that brought the energy last year when they traded for him before the trade deadline. And what sucks is that, like, the Knicks start off the year five and one. Remember that time? And, like, and they would get off, go off on wins here and there, but then they would lose these weird games against, like, the Magic at home. And you That's saw that. Knew. That's when I knew the Knicks were going to have a bad season was when they were losing games like Orlando. And they were losing at home. How about all the stretches they lost at home? It's like how I knew that the Nets were going to have a – just be a disappointing team too with those type of losses. Like, you can't – you just can't do that. You can't lose the teams that you're, that you're heavily favored in. No. Can't do it. Because, for, because here's the thing that no one that normally likes to talk about with those type of with those losses, they really impact the team, like internally. There's no rallying call when you're losing to like bottom feeders, you know. Because then it's like, are we not practicing hard enough? Or like, oh, like is is this person not like not like getting the right plays down like is this person not working well with me like it, you start thinking like is this really like gonna work or not you know and it's 
it all it, it all piles up. In terms of my nets, I'm just sort of just waiting for what the postseason looks like. I just want to get to the play in already. I want this whole I want this regular season to stop. I want the play in to happen because at least if the play in happens, then we'll be able to see what this team is made of. I agree. I'm I'm tired of the regular season already. Like the Knicks just end the season. Why are we gonna try to make a run here? And let's let's stop with keeping this hope alive here for the Knicks actually making the play in and possibly making the eighth seed and making a run here at the final stretch. And just because end the this- season. Just end the season. That's it. Because we're not going to get a good pick. Just end the season and figure out what you're going to do for next year. I'm sick of this Knicks final stretch here where they think they're going to win games. Yeah. Speaking of just end the season, you know what those first letters spell? Jets. Jets. Just season they do it every year and, and i assume oh. that they'll be doing it next year too because you i'm so sick of this team man i i mean i have a buddy yesterday tell me that if they don't use the 10th pick on any sort of like top receiver like 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 he's done he's gonna like punch a wall oh I he's agree. right i agree and and you know what man i've been looking at these highlights i'm really not impressed by garrett wilson I know I had him as my top wide receiver. Drake London, I do not want on this team. He's a product of USC. (laughs) We went over that many times. And I look at him, he's just so slow. Garrett Wilson's Mm -hmm. a fast player, but you know what? You know what what the stock is rising in my mock draft? You know whose stock is rising? Who's that? Chris Olave from Ohio State. He's a true number one receiver. If you look at his highlights and you really break down, because I I watched a lot of analyst breakdown videos of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Chris Olave is better. Mm-hmm. He ran a he ran a uh, four three, a four three nine in the uh, at the uh, at the um, combine. But you know what? I wanted the Jets. I, I've been telling you this for, for days now in texting. The Jets needed a number one wide receiver, and it should be a veteran. And it, sh- it doesn't have to be an old veteran. They could trade for DK Metcalf. They could pick up a Jarvis Landry. I have the um, USA Today's mock draft, the most, the, the most, the most recent one. And what are they saying? What are they saying at four? <laughs> Ikem from from, uh, from from North Carolina State, the um, the offensive tackle. <laughs> Your Ekwanu. face, <laughs> Ikem Ekwanu. I, I mean, I, would I be mad? And they at have it? no, and, and they have, and they have the Giants taking Kyle Hamilton at at, at five. I mean, well, here's the thing, though. Do do the Jets need do they do they need a safety? I mean, they did sign Jordan Whitehead. I would say they Pretty need a safety. Sign. It's a good signing. It's decent. They didn't get Marcus Williams. It's a decent signing. I'm not complaining about it. But <laughs> but the the Jets do need another safety. They do now. At, now at ten. Uh oh. What's this crap? What's this reason? <laughs> Jermaine Johnson, the second outside linebacker, uh, defensive end. I mean, they do need a pass rusher. They dude. do. Jermaine Johnson. They'll waste their two picks. I have a bad feeling. I think they they, they need a receiver and a pass rusher. They really do. Or what if they, like, trade back? Ugh. If they trade back, they better get Linderbaum the center. Because that's the thing I said to you. I think the, if the Jets wanted to play this safe, they'd go get a pass rusher now and a wide receiver now, a proven wide receiver and a proven pass rush now with the remaining money that you have to, if you can hey, lose more funny. players. 
<laughs> this mock draft has the freaking Dolphins taking Tyler Linderbaum. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? It would be such a typical move, and it would happen to the Jets because the Jets have no luck. But I, I'm just saying it, man, right now. I think the oh, Jets sure. should still make a move for a pass rusher, and they should make a move for a receiver. You got Will Fuller out there. You got Jarvis Landry out there. How about trade for DK Metcalf? Why can't so the Jets, looking- Why can't the Jets? And this pisses me off. And I and I know Douglas still hasn't been given a green light for me. These trades yeah. that these teams make for top receivers in the league. Why can't Douglas do that? Because anytime a team trades for a top receiver in the league, they automatically go into the playoffs. Look at the Bills. Look at the Cardinals. Look at the Rams. The Bills with Stephon Diggs. The Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins, and then the Rams with Odell Beckham. Where is and I'm and I'm sure the Raiders will make the playoffs with Devontae Adams. I mean, they'll play. Oh yeah, years. well they well, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, and so and they got better. Yeah, so and the, and, and the um, Rams traded. Well, the, the Rams signed um, Allen Robinson with the money that they you that 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 they freed up when Von Miller left. So it it only made sense. Yeah. And don't even get me started about the Bills getting Von Miller and OJ Howard. That immediately sets the Jets backs for six years or more, depending on how long Allen's here for. Building a team here, man. Yeah, the Jets aren't building anything. I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't. I really the, like. I'm the, not the, gonna. I'm if, not gonna if, kill all the moves. If if the Jets were an NFC team, I would feel more happy with these signings. I'm happy about the signings. I, mean, I think Joe Douglas has 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 done a really good job, but you can't tell me that you're going to be progressing as a franchise when your conference is stacked just like i from staten island said dude you have to start winning games i get it that the jets and giants are probably not going to be playoff teams but does it have to be like a a a a two win season (laughs) a three win season how about a five win season a six win season a season where you're, you know, you're progress made. still where you're still alive in week 17. Like, how about that? But you're it's too much to ask for. But the AFC is just, is just too stacked. Yeah. And the Chiefs just picked up Juju Smith Schuster. If you heard about that. I mean, that would have been a nice signing as well. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the Jets don't make signings for top tier players because that's just not in their nature. That's just not in their DNA. And Douglas. Now. I'm like look, I said, I'm, I'm not going to kill his signings, but I want oh, yeah, no. what, what happened to his aggressive trait? What happened to remember the tweet I sent you? If the trade is there, oh, yeah, aggressive trading. Yeah, we're 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 going to be aggressive and we're going to be ready to strike. Where is that? Not there. I'm looking at um CBS now. I'm looking at the, the mock draft for um CBS Sports at four. Evan Neal. Offensive lineman from Alabama. I don't I want like him, Evan to be honest. I don't want him. Uh-oh, in number 10. Oh, yes. It's a receiver. Don't tell me it's Drake London. No, Garrett Wilson. I'll, t- I'll, take, I'll take him yeah, over London. But then they have Chris Olave going going 11 to, uh, to uh, the um, commanders. They're going to have to, at that 10th pick, I think you're right. If they're not going to pick up a pass, I don't want Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm going to say this right now. So they better go sign a pass rusher immediately. Because I, they have Drake guy, London going to um, New England at yes. 21. See you, pal. 
Watch him turn him into a superstar, though. Watch him turn That's him usually into the one. case. That's usually the case. But what's the next one I could do? That's going to have an important decision to make in time for the draft here once the 10th pick comes along. They're going to have to pick Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson. They better make the right move. I'm for either of them. I'm not imp- – like well, like I said, Wilson isn't – I watch Chris Olave's highlights, and he's a true number one receiver, and the Jets need a true number one receiver. Wilson, to me, isn't a number one receiver. As this far is, as analysis videos Here is the um, sporting news. Sportingnews.com. Number four. Uh-oh. Number four. Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, great. Yeah. Yes. Edge rusher from – or you do. We need an edge rusher. No, we but you don't want him, though. Have you, have, you, have you done your background? Like, have you done any research on this guy? I did a lot of research on him, and – he said he's only in it for the money. He quits on plays. He quit at the combine. Well, they still have him being being a high pick, dude. This is a this is a mock draft from four hours ago. So I don't know how much they really buy into that. I don't want him. They do need a pass rusher. I don't want. Him. I'd rather take Kyle Hamilton or Ahmad Garner with that pick. Well, let's see ten. Sauce Gardner. <laughs> Sauce. <laughs> Sauce Gardner. Yeah. I want to know who, who's Zach Wilson going to be throwing the ball to this year because Corey Davis, if he gets injured again, he's overrated. He can't hold on up to a pass for his life. A Moore, Moore is a nice receiver. But besides dude, that, good, dude, Elijah Moore is going to be the next, is going to be the next Randy Moss. I mean, it's, it's coming. Break. Are you trolling the, right now? <laughs> no, no, but that's what, like, that's what, like, Joe Douglas will say he'll go yeah. like we got we have the second coming of um uh, of um uh, Jerry Rice on this team. Give me a break. I like second. Elijah Moore. I think he's a legit receiver. Corey Davis, just give me a break with. They not really to mention need the fact that, that Elijah Moore got hurt last year, so he's not really like a, like 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 a healthy guy. No, neither is Corey Davis. Who everyone thinks there's a number one receiver in this team. But we shall see, man. NFL free agency is well underway. Like I said, Jets better. They got to address a pass rusher and they got to get a wide receiver. I think those are the Mm -hmm. best moves to make in the remaining signings in the offseason for the Jets need a true pass rusher and a true number one receiver. Whether that's, like I said, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Will Fuller. You got some candidates out there, but or, or if they even trade for DK Metcalf, which I would be a fan of, you know, what happened to the aggressive traits? What if the what if the, I, I read somewhere that the friggin' uh uh Miami Dolphins may look to trade for, for DK Metcalf? I think that would like just send you over the edge and you'd be done. Okay, I'm already done. I'm done with Douglas. I just think like like I said, I'm not gonna kill him on his signings. I think some of the signings were average at best. I think some of them he just got best player available. He got proven starters. I can't kill him that much. But like I said, the aggressiveness for a trade is disgusting with this team. Disgusting. You're going to tell me Jets couldn't trade for Devontae Adams? I mean, they they probably could. I mean, they they, they who am I kidding? They could have. Do they have freaking two top ten picks <laughs> in the draft? But I think that the Jets just have too many holes that need to be plugged up before they think about getting a, a, a receiver like that, which you could definitely 
like understand they need they need a some semblance of a defense i know they've spent money on secondary nice my, nice money on secondary they've bolstered up the offensive line which are big which is huge but now you use the draft to your advantage. Now you're in the driver's seat. Who are you so drafting now? Trade... What's huh? your mock draft? What's your mock draft for this week now? I really want like a pass rush, dude. <laughs> Came because, on, all. <laughs> because freaking Carl Lawson, like, okay, like he's he, he's coming back from from injury, a freak injury. But we don't know what uh, what we're getting. No. I'd like a receiver, like, but it would have to, it would have to be it would have to be the, the right receiver because those are very hit or miss. Just just uh, look at Denzel Mims, and he and he was and he was a uh, second round pick, uh, second round pick, and, and he's completely off the team. What a joke. <laughs> Oh, Jets! It's stressful being a Jets fan. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. But I think it's time that we wrap this up here. We got did everything you, done here. Did you want to get into quick baseball talk? I mean, the Yankees really missing like out nothing. on all the top guys, but pretty much with Correa. But like, that's not really like that interesting because it's obvious as to why they're as as to why they are. It's obvious. Like, there's a franchise star on their team that's in his walk year, and they've got to sign, and they've they've got to sign him. I'll just say this: it, the Mets are going to be third best in the NL, in the NL East. Who? Mets are going to be the third best team in the NL East. I, the, I mean, the third best or the best? The third best in the NL oh, East. In the NL so East. Not even so you're not the, even giving them the division title after all no. these, after all the people they signed, all the stuff they did. You're telling me that they're not better than the Braves and they're not better than the Phillies. No. Nope. Wow. The Braves just got Kenley Jansen last night. The, the Phillies, the Phillies picked up Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber and uh that lineup is looking good. On top of what they already have with Bryce Harper and the Braves coming off a World Series win. And the Braves, they, they, they really didn't miss a beat with losing Freeman. They got Olsen. And yep, then the and, Braves. And they just, signed and, him. Yeah, and the Braves just, just got Freeman. Mm-hmm. Or not of the Braves. The Dodgers <laughs> just got <laughs> Freeman. So, so the it, National it, League is tough. National League, League is, tough. is tough. Yeah. The Mets, and I sent you that article because I remember when I told you, I said the Mets are just, they're just not all that to me. And you were like, you have to recognize that this team is a good team. It's a good team, but it's. I sent you that article, and it said the Mets have a lot to do to keep up with the Dodgers, and now they have a lot to do to keep up with the teams within their own division, with the Phillies and the Braves. They should have mm-hmm. signed Chris Bryant. Yeah, Chris Bryant going to Colorado, dude. It's a seven-year contract. That was the strangest thing I've ever seen in Colorado. I got no idea what they're doing. They traded away Nolan Arenado because they said that they that they just couldn't pay him. Or could or they just couldn't keep keep him around, but yet they bring in Chris Bryant on a massive contract. 
you could have kept Nolan Arenado around. Cut off. If you had this money line around, you could have had, you know, Chris Bryant DH or do like a nice like platoon with, with, with Nolan. You could have worked something out. Mm-hmm. So, and the other Mets needs too is bullpen. And you know what? One of our top guys last year in Brad Hand, the Phillies signed them. <laughs> You're not wrong. The Braves and the Phillies definitely answered back beautifully, which I like. They didn't. They didn't lay down. They said, "Screw you. We need. We're improving our teams too." And, and the Mets, they, they just wilted like a flower. Because that's what they do. They just wilted, like their logo. Like the, it, if you look at the Mets logo, like the Yankees, the NY logo on the Yankees is like solid. You look at the Mets logo; it's kind of sad. The Y is just wilted. <laughs> it's, wilted. it's always been like that, dude. It's been like that since 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 the freaking nineteen sixties. Oh yeah, I know. Well, I'm comparing the two teams though. Like the Yankees always have that solid foundation, and the Mets they're just they're never solid. Hmm. It's like I told you, all hands on deck or get off the ship. And the Mets yeah. have got off. As soon as the lockouts open back up, you know, we had all these high hopes as Mets fans that they were going to put something together here. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't keep adding to the puzzle. Well, they did, dude. They, they, they traded for Chris Bassett and they signed Adam Onovino. So they three. have made many additions. Huh? But it's not like the Phillies. It's not like how the energy, the energy that they originally opened up the offseason with, with signing Marte and Scherzer. Where was that energy at post lockout? Where was it? And and you know what? I want people to prove me wrong. I want the Mets to prove me wrong, because if we start losing games, and and you know someone from that rotation is going to go down with an injury, you know that already. So let's say I hope it doesn't happen. But what if Degrom goes down? I think I was right. I think you should have added another star pitcher. I think you should have added two more actual bullpen stars. You should have added another bat. I didn't like that they didn't bring back the uh, – oh, uh, what's his name? I see his face, but I can't remember. Baez. Oh, Baez? Yeah. I didn't like that they didn't bring back Baez. Why? Why are we, why are we sticking with McNeil, who couldn't hit last year? Why am I reading rumors that the Nick that the freaking Mets? I mean, they might as well be the Knicks. Well, the Mets are going to bring back Conforto. This guy hasn't done well, anything in years. They may actually because Conforto's market is very dry. So yeah, he may just go garbage. back on like a one-year deal because he's yeah. garbage. We'll, we'll we'll see what we'll see where Conforto goes because I don't know who's even interested in him. I don't know who's like gonna like buy into him on, on, on any sort of multi-year contract. Mets could really get rid of a couple players on this roster. J.D. Davis, McNeil. I mean, you kind of got to keep McNeil now because you didn't bring back Javier Baez. You didn't. <clears throat> well, we'll see what happens, dude. Opening day is, is three weeks away. And string training games on television start for both teams, I believe, tomorrow. So let's all enjoy it. But we should close this out here. Let's do our socials. So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Real Max, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. You can check out all of our previous episodes 
on this YouTube channel right here, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe. You can check us out on any podcasting platform from iHeartRadio to Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, any podcasting platform that you follow, we are on it. And that's pretty much it. We'll be back next week reporting on any NFL free agency signings, more NBA news, MLB news, and just stay tuned. Tony will be giving you the updates on college basketball next week as well. And we're moving mm-hmm. along here. We're moving along. Yep, absolutely. So thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Go outside. It's warm out again. Springtime is here. Um, get vaccinated, please. If you haven't, get boosted. Be safe. And um, enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. So long. Enjoy the rest of March Madness. Yeah. <laughs> so long, guys. So long.